Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world because your energy really does matter. We are heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you live in or happen to be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, Robin Berlinski. Hey, Ron. Robin, I always like to say welcome to your show. Thank you. I always like when you say that. Oh, good. So let's uh, do a little business and we'll bring out our guest. Oh, me. Sorry. <laughs> so if well, you're listening I could try on... to put myself in your nudge, head. Nudge, nudge. Right. If you're listening on the radio, remember, I have a podcast. I mean, I have an Instagram account. Please follow me at Robin underscore Berlinski. Lots of prizes, opportunities to win great things, including on this show. I can't wait to tell you what it is. It's always something great with that question mark out there. Now, this is a, a unique show. If you're listening uh, today or at this time, the very first time in our history, this is now year two of all these podcasts. What are we up to? Show 48? Something, something yeah. Like the first time a guest has been asked back on the show. First time. So I would go back to the last year, find his first show, realize how great it is and why we have to have him back again today. His name is Tate Nation. I know you've heard of him because he's a prolific, lifelong professional artist whose playful and colorful, vibrant and textural Caribbean-influenced acrylic paintings are widely recognized not only across the low country, but nationally and internationally as well. Exciting part coming up, chosen twice as the official artist for the Piccolo Spoleto Festival and the official artist for the Cooper River Bridge Run's 40th anniversary. Tate's works have also been commissioned by the U.S. Postal Service, Coca-Cola, Delta, and United Airlines. That's unbelievable. Wow. just to name a few all right let's get right into it because this is a whole different thing he's your buddy so I let's, know. let's and get going you know since the last episode we have been talking a lot we've been talking about a lot of educational opportunities and artistic opportunities because you know i do run a nonprofit, engaging creative minds we um, provide arts programs in schools and just so many connections and common friends shout out to cindy riddle and spartanburg Hi, so we love that we have connected from this ep- from this past episode and i love your idea around this should be like part two I sh- i'll change it i'll have the other one is part one with tate nation and this will be part two so there's something really exciting coming up um that he's working on so i'm gonna let him tell the story of it but yeah this is really exciting because now i really know you so welcome to the show tate nation thanks robin and ron i tell you what i'm really honored to be your uh, i'm always honored to be here especially that this is the uh, my second second appearance here so thanks for having me back Absolutely. Before you get started, I have to ask one question. The yes. name Tate Nation almost sounds like a, a movie star <laughs> name that you made up. Is that your actual legal name? It's my real name. Uh, I'm I'm the lucky one. My uh, all of my siblings have pretty ordinary names, and I got the the good one. But it's the one everybody remembers. Yeah, I'm, I'm I love fortunate. It. I'm really fortunate. Thanks, mom and dad. All right, so your 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 material is just exquisite, and and I remember this from the last time, just being blown away. But you're doing something really unique that I've never heard of before. Tell us about that. Well, um, where to start? I have a I have a, a dear friend uh, from who's a Somerville native who now lives up in the Upstate named Kata McCoy. I've known Kata and her husband, Ted, for, oh, 30, 35 years right now. And during the pandemic, um, I was visiting Kata and Ted, and, and Kata let me know that, um, that she had taken up 
punch needle rug hooking <laughs> as a hobby just to uh, just to uh, keep from going crazy during the pandemic and to stay out of everyone's way. And I looked at some small samples that she had done. She had a, a few uh, very small rugs, and I thought, well, that's that's really neat, and I'm glad it's keeping you busy. <laughs> Sounds and, rather dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, sort of a backhanded uh, compliment, uh, but, but go ahead. I, well, uh, you kind of nailed it. Um, <laughs> uh, because I thought, well, I'm good for you. Um, and and uh, at some point in the conversation, she, she said, uh, you know what would be really, really neat if you would permit it would be for me to attempt to do a painting of yours as a rug to kind of translate one of your one of your paintings that way they're wool rugs um and so i thought well she's probably just trying to compliment me or or being nice and so i said well sure if you'd like to that's that's fine just you know pick one out let me know and i didn't know that i would hear back from her for sure about that but uh a matter of a few days later she requested uh my permission to to do a rug based on one of my abstract paintings called flight and uh said well gee sure go ahead and do it and i i envisioned her coming up with a little throw rug that might be a couple of feet <laughs> in wide in front of the kitchen sink exactly yeah. that's kind of what i what i pictured until uh later in the week she sends sends me this uh an email with a picture of her standing next to the pattern of my uh my, my painting flight that she has projected and drawn onto this large canvas that then she's going to hook through and it was like seven feet by eight feet wow. <laughs> and she's standing next to this pattern and is towered over it i'm like gosh kata do you know what you've gotten yourself into uh but she did she started on it she was thrilled to do it kept me updated with progress photos as we went as she went along and um and uh in time she completed this punch needle hook rug <laughs> uh based on my painting flight all right, before we go further, you got to explain as best you can, please, the process. So how do you take the image, whatever, where did she get the image? Is something she I, pulled off the web or you I, gave her? I sent her a file for it, uh, a digital file for it, and then she had a projector. She actually went and bought a projector wow. just for this, bought a projector and projected it, uh, had had the, the big fabric, the big canvas, um, like uh, stuck up on the garage wall <laughs> the only space big enough to do this and uh, projected it on there and, and marked it in reverse you have to keep this in mind because with this process punch needle uh, hooking you you work from the back of of the rug so she had to flip the image and projected it on there marked it on there with uh, some kind of a marker a sharpie or something so she's tracing the the she's tracing the outlines and parts the outline. yeah of oh. my well and that's one of the reasons she chose this piece because it does have large you know larger areas right. of of colors some graduation in the colors and such but but it's uh it, it's pretty pretty graphic if you want to look at it that way where there are large areas she's able to uh to uh, demark those and and then uh has a has this little apparatus that, that ted her husband built that uh that holds on to the fabric a little bit at a time and i think it's about three feet across like a like a table with no surface okay <clears throat> so um and it's got these little claws that hang on to the fabric and until you're ready to m move it down a little bit and stitch some more uh, so she works backwards, poking through, uh, punching through with this 
uh, it's a, called a punch needle. I asked her at one point, this is really phenomenal. She, uh, she had finished it, and I said, gosh, Kata, any idea how long it took you to do this? And she had kept track of it on her computer every, every time she worked on it. She kind of blocked out some time, and she says, yes, it's over 300 hours oh my doing this one rug. And I said, holy cow, how about how many, any way to know how many stitches or punches that you've done? She did a little math, uh, just kind of took a small area and then extrapolated from that, came up with over 300,000 <laughs> stitches wow. that she had done or punches that she had done to, to complete this rug. Uh, it's now in their living room right now, but it's going to be, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself. It's going to be a show that we have coming up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of art that she, she created. So... Moving ahead, after she finished that, I thought, well, I bet you're sorry you did that. She says, no, actually, I'd like to try another one. Wow. So, so she, um, she asked my permission to do a second one and picked out one. And, and, uh, I said, sure, that's fine. I have a question. Yeah. About art, art. You're an artist. Like you, like, were you concerned? Did you care if the colors matched exactly? Like when you're looking at, I guess it's wool, you said. It's so, wool. Mm-hmm. And you use paint. So, you mm-hmm. know, are you going to match the colors exactly? Like, were you, did you have a little bit of that artist, like anxiety that it wasn't going to be true to your artwork? Um, I trusted Kata on, on that. And she did, she was sending me pictures of wools that she was about to buy. She actually, Hand dyed some of the rug, oh some of gosh. the uh, yarns, the wool, uh, to match the the painting. It's just that's it's just uh, uh, insane. But um, wow. uh, even if you if you're familiar with my my work, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of texture in the work and a lot of uh, variation in the colors. So what she did instead of just going with a solid yellow, for example, she would take the yellow yarn and spot dye little areas on it before she ever started stitching with it uh and there's there's one of the pictures oh there's a video um that i have uh i don't know there's a link on it's on youtube now there's a link on my website and she actually put together a video showing showing her process and in the beginning you can see some of the uh, balls of yarn or skeins i think believe they're called of yarn where she has like hand dyed some of the uh some of the textural uh colors Wow. To, I'll include variation. that. I'll find that and include that in the podcast. Notes. Oh, that'd be that'd, wonderful. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah, it's a two or three minute see. video. I want to tell you when when she Kada right Kada was that's right um, hooking these rugs and being so creative during the pandemic. Do you want to know what I was doing? Mm-mm. I was putting together your puzzles. Well, thank I you. I think I have like twelve. <laughs> so you got <laughs> hey, me through I'm the pandemic. With that too. And if you don't Gee, have thanks. a Tate Nation puzzle, go online and get one. They are the most beautiful, vibrant. They're just gorgeous. So <laughs> now I kind of want a rug. So, so the rugs, I mean, are we turning this into a business? Well, she has, uh, she kept going. She finished the second one, kept asking to do more and more. And now she has completed seven rugs, each one based on one of my paintings. So these are truly handmade, wow. one-of-a-kind creations. Each and every one, yeah, absolutely. How much a, change do you get back from the million dollars? <laughs> I get the satisfaction of having Kata as a dear friend. Wow. How's that? I love it. And, and we're, having this, uh, we're having a show. That's where, where I wanted to, to go ahead with you. We're, we're going to, um, in October, uh, we're having a two-day exhibit at the Cannon Street Arts Center downtown Charleston, uh, it is a it's it's a wonderful wonderful uh, place that has uh, it, it it was a church at one point and it's been converted into an arts center. It has pure theater has their 
their uh, that's their home. They have their stage, their uh, theater seating in there, and the other part of the building is an ex- uh, exhibition hall, which is where it's a fifteen hundred square foot gallery essentially and that's where Kata and i have a show coming up october 21st and 22nd uh i'll tell you more about that as 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 we move along but uh, all of her seven rugs that she's completed plus a couple of her earlier ones will be on on display with my paintings that inspired them right next to them so cool so speaking of inspiration and maybe i asked you this in the first show but that was a long time ago how do you get your inspiration do you dream in art Do you just wake up and think of things and you got to get right to a canvas it's you know what it's some of that and it's it's my eyes and my brain are never turned off it's it's uh i'm just always absorbing all of my all of my surroundings and and you never know what's going to inspire another painting or a, a doodle or a sketch and those will turn into paintings. And so it's, it's everywhere. I mean, I, I, sometimes people, uh, people walk right by something that I stop and stare at and I go, Oh gosh, this is just beautiful. This I was going to say, are you impossible to take a walk with? Cause you're always stopping and seeing a different <laughs> angle. Of, oh, oh, wait a minute. I got to take a picture of this. <laughs> I do take a lot of photos. Uh, in fact, I don't know how many photos you have on your iPhone, but a friend of mine just thought that she was, thought that she was, uh, outlandish not long ago. And she said, I've got over 3,000 photos on my iPhone. I said, that's child's play. I pulled mine up. I have 62,000 photos on wow. my iPhone. <laughs> hey, if it's inspiration, right? A lot of, of it is. And of a lot, a lot of it's just fun. Are you working on one right now? Uh, on a painting right mm-hmm. now? Uh, I've, I've got several commissions going on do right you? now. Yeah, Right now, I've got some house portraits that I'm doing for people. So you um, go there and you see their home. Mm-hmm. They want... But yours is whimsical. You're yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, that, so they want that. They don't want they, you to do an example. I always ask them that up front. <laughs> you know or what I, I do, I used right? to. I go, hey, are you familiar with my style? Right. Because they say, yeah, that's why we're talking to you. I uh, love yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's got a it's got a kind of a little twist to it. And, and I, I, I do some. Do you do dogs? I have dogs in some of my house <laughs> portraits. Uh, I don't know that I've ever that I've ever done a portrait of just a dog. Oh, but, my gosh. But quite a few people. So fun. When I'm doing a house portrait, I like to work as many um personal personal elements into it as possible so i mean if you're a soccer coach there's gonna be a soccer ball in the yard or i i did one for a couple out at uh, kiowa who uh live on a golf course and they they often had uh alligators in their backyard chasing golf balls and so it's got golf balls and alligator in the backyard uh, i mean i've done them i've done them all around the world sort of i've done some in the in the bahamas i've got one that i did for a couple in madrid and in those cases, I can't go take the pictures. But when I can take the pictures, I, I go and take dozens, if not hundreds of photos uh, just for reference. Even though I'm going to stylize it and, and, you know, simplify it in my own uh, quirky kind of way, it's best to start with more information than I'll need and, and then figure out what, what stays and, and, and what doesn't. I've also, <laughs> I can also, this is artistic license here. I did a, did a house portrait for a couple on Sullivan's Island, um, a few years ago and their home is kind of in the middle of the island but son of a gun somehow when i finished that painting they were beachfront um <laughs> oh my gosh you know you can do what you do what you want <laughs> so your friend kata who discovered this talent of hers mm-hmm. thanks to the pandemic yes there actually are some good stories that have come from silver the lining for sure but did she ever do you think imagine that she would be holding court at an art gallery with her works displayed for all to see. I mean, what an incredible story that is. She she has told me over and over that she never never had 
any idea that this would that this would happen and she even mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago she said i'm having more fun planning this planning this show and all the preparation and getting ready for it she said i'm having more fun than i've had a long time this is this is just great what did she do in her in her previous life prior oh well uh, being a somerville native she uh she and ted owned uh all books and company a bookstore downtown downtown somerville uh they they did that ted ted's retired navy as well uh navy officer and um and so they they moved from here uh up into up into the uh upstate oh i don't i think about 10 years ago or so had a beautiful house on the on a mountainside where they were during the uh during the pandemic and and uh that's when the rugs started so. i love it and this is free it's free admission yeah. and free parking, which mm-hmm. is unusual in downtown Charleston. So well, take advantage of Do people need to make a reservation even though it's free? Or no, no, up? not at all. The, uh, we're, we're fortunate that the Cannon Street Arts Center, it's 134 Cannon Street. It's about just a couple of blocks from the Medical University. So we have rented um, a parking lot that is the Medical University's lot. And so parking is free. We'll have signs directing you into the lot. Um, and and that's, that's really, really fortunate. What's neat about this, uh, and I, again, I probably did point this out the last time. You know, you're an internationally known artist who happens to live in this wonderful mm-hmm. small town. So you don't necessarily have to travel the world to do what you do. People come to you. And the fact that you were commissioned by Delta Airlines, the U.S. Postal Service, all these premier mm-hmm. uh, organizations, um, is that just commonplace for you now, or is it still a source of great excitement in your life? Oh, I don't take any of that for granted. I, I still get a, get a real rush out of, out of something like that, for sure. Uh, I do travel a good bit, but, uh, but that's for fun. Right. Well, no, not necessarily exclusively fun. I've got, uh, a group of, uh, three or four other artist buddies from different states where, uh, only one has any kind of ties to Charleston. Uh, we went to Italy a few years ago for a few weeks and and visited galleries and museums. Did a little bit of drawing, sketching. We didn't we don't do that much artwork on site, but come back and do it. We did Italy. We did France a few a uh, couple of years before that. We're going to Spain. The same groups of us are going to Spain next month, uh, a week after this after Cada's show with Cada's and my show. So where are uh, you going in Spain? We're going to Madrid, Malaga. I hope I'm pronouncing Remember these right. Remember, we interviewed Donna Fields. She lives in Valencia, Spain. Yes, yes, ah. we'll, we'll connect you with her. She cool. is um, really cool. She was on a, sh- a past show. She's an educator, but she works in with schools. Nice. Yeah. If you're going to Malaga, you can go right across to the Rock of Gibraltar, which is right there. Is that where? It, oh, okay, yeah. I'm I'm going to show my right, geographic right ignorance here. <laughs> That's a must see. Um, for any artists out there, what medium do you prefer to work? I'm in? working in uh, exclusively in acrylics these days. I've worked in pretty much everything. Uh, I, my, a lot of my background, I think we probably talked about this last time I was here. A lot of my background was I was uh, a freelance illustrator for around 20 years or so. Uh, I did some children's books and, and a lot of ad, ad agency work and things like that. Um, and in, in those cases, I worked in all different kinds of medium. I, I would um, I would be asked by an art director sometimes, hey, do you feel comfortable doing this or working in this style or, or uh, you know, with this look? And, and so I was kind of a chameleon that way and got to do a little bit of everything. But... My my preferred uh, medium is is acrylics, and I typically paint on wood as well. Um, not always, but typically paint on wood because I do build up a lot of layers of texture, and it gets kind of, you know it can get a little bit thick, and so I just like the stability of painting on on wood. It's quarter inch quarter inch thick. 
And you talk about, Ron, you said, you know, people around the world travel here and your studio is downtown and we do yeah. have like second Sunday on King Street and you're open. That's when you're there. Right. right? Oh, wow. People can come visit you. I know I missed you one day. We were <laughs> on a day late. Um, but it's on, what, what's the address of your studio? It's 257 King. Uh, it's between Wentworth and Buffane. It's kind of diagonally uh, across the corner from the backside of Charleston Place Hotel. Awesome. Um, you know, keeping with the name of this show, Energy Matters, you know, most people probably think of artists as the solitary figures hunched <laughs> over by themselves alone in a studio somewhere. You obviously are Mr. Personality, uh, <laughs> which is, serves you well. Where did that come from? Is that were you brought up that way? Were your parents that way? I, I think it, I think I credit my parents a good bit. My my parents were both very outgoing, um, never never met a stranger sort of sort of people. I think I'm a lot like my mom, uh, my personality, and uh, you, you seldom see her without a smile on her face. She was just everybody's friend, and uh, and my dad, uh, pretty much the same. We'd, we'd go on vacations. Uh, we all grew up water skiing a whole lot, and we'd go camping as a family. <clears throat> and uh, uh, before you know it, dad had met some other people and was, wanted to take them out and teach them to water ski, <laughs> making all kinds of friends. Never a stranger. Never a stranger. Yeah. So I get a lot of that. And uh, my siblings are all like that, too. I have two brothers and two sisters. I think we're uh, we're all very similar in that way. Well, oh, go ahead, Ron. Did I have to look you, at my... Yeah, wow, yeah you, you have a look. Very good. You I'm have just a curious, look. <laughs> where, um, where did you... When did you learn that you had this talent? Where did you sit down at a piece of paper and you started drawing something and someone said, hey, I don't know, what, when was the epiphany that you knew you had talent? Well, talent? I, uh, even in grade school, I, I doodled and played around with art and entered poster contests. I remember my first success, if you will, was uh, I won a uh, poster contest in third grade for Dental Health Week. Third grade, wow. Yeah. I love it. Won five dollars. Aww. <laughs> Did you I have was, to draw teeth? Thought I was rich. No, <laughs> That's I, pretty white, <laughs> white on white. Um, good, I, one, good one, Robin. Uh, thank Very you. <laughs> I just want to say for this show, I'm really excited because you brought the giveaway and i want mm. everybody to know that follow me again on instagram at robin underscore berlinski and you could win a 100 dollars gift certificate to tate nation's studio that's outstanding let me ask you when uh, you wake up in the morning and you realize wow look what i get to do mm -hmm. i'm not punching a clock i'm not sitting at a desk look what i get to do was there a time in your life where you thought maybe you were going in that other direction or people were saying eh, you don't want to be an artist you want to be an accountant or something equally as noble but not necessarily for your personality uh well first of all when i wake up in the morning i think i'm the luckiest guy in the world <laughs> and when i go to sleep at night i think i'm the luckiest guy in the world to be able to do what i do uh but as far as as far as anyone discouraging me or whatever i did have a my my uh, paternal grandmother uh tried to talk some sense into me if you will <laughs> <laughs> and said, you know, are you really sure that's, the, you know, this is when I was about to go to go to college and I was going to major in art. She's like, are you really sure? So I gave it some thought and I started off as a business major. I did I did three years as a business major before changing my... Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where'd you go? Locally? Western Kentucky University. Okay. Yeah, I was, a, I was a collegiate swimmer. I, I uh, swam at Western Kentucky and... Still in touch with my coach and well, everybody. With all, there. with all due respect, how well was Western Kentucky known as an art school? Um, so so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say that it that people come from all around the world to to go there as an art school. I liked it a lot. I learned a lot there, but um, 
I don't know what its reputation is, to but, be honest with you. But your parents were supportive. They were all about, let him do what he wants to do. He's got talent. They, they knew that. They were. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Parents, are you listening? <laughs> well, it is so important. I mean, you know, I like is. grandma wanting to talk sense into you. Thanks a lot, grandma. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but you it. know, but you yeah. know, having a business background, I love the business end of being Certainly. an artist. And so many artists do not. So many of my artist friends... All, all they want to do is paint and, and get someone else to handle it for them. That's so, why so I many my doctors are the same way, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible business people. Oh, I mean, I love having my own tiny little gallery uh, downtown. It's tiny. I mean, it, it was a landing for a stairwell when that building used to be Woolworths. So I, I probably have about 80 square foot gallery, but I've been in there for 15 years and it's served me so well. Yeah. And do you have a studio, is it at your home or somewhere where that's your space? That's where all the creativity happens. I, I do my painting at home. This is why I'm not at my King Street spot very very often except for by chance or by appointment or Second Sunday, as you mentioned, Robin. Um, no, I do most of my painting right there. I've got a, a full, full-size studio at home. So that's, that's where that happens. So if you look in your past, who was the most influential uh, maybe it was an artist who taught you that the acrylics are the way you want it to go. I mean, again, I know nothing about art, but somebody must have pushed you in the right direction. You know, um, I've never been asked that before, and that's a great question. I, um, in college, uh, while everyone else was painting in, in oils, um, it seemed, I had, a, I had an instructor, uh, Michael Davis, who, who um, kind of steered me in that direction. Uh, and I, I'm not really sure why. He also steered me in the direction of illustration because instead of being uh, incredibly loose with my paintings, I was I was pretty tight. And that's the, the term in, in art world. I was pretty tight and things um, things were not especially loose. And, and he uh, suggested, you know, you might you might be interested in, uh, you know, channeling your energy. uh Energy matters uh, in the direction of illustration, which I did for about twenty years. You know, uh, and um, and and occasionally still get an illustration job just for fun, whether it's a kid's book or something that comes along. But uh, I, I I would have to say that that was kind of a, an inspiration for uh, uh, for me working with acrylics. Speaking of inspiration, do we have a little bit of time? We got thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay, I was going to say. Okay, Kata and Ted. I didn't even get around to this. Kata and Ted had a house in the Bahamas that they uh, turned me on to, gosh, uh, 25 years ago, 20 years ago or something. And I got to go there often. It's in Eleuthera in the Bahamas. Uh, and a lot of my paintings are inspired by my visits there. I've, I've had many visits there. And consequently, a lot of her rugs are inspired by my paintings from Eleuthera. So it's That's kind of full, full circle. circle. I yeah. love it. Isn't that wonderful? All right, in 10 seconds, tell us again about this exhibit coming up. Uh, the exhibit is, it's called Imagination, a play on my last name, Nation. Uh, it is at 134 Cannon Street in downtown Charleston. It's on October 21st and 22nd, uh, all day on Saturday the 21st, 11 to 7, and then three hours on Sunday the 22nd. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be my paintings that inspired Kata's rugs and Kata's rugs on display there and some other things as well. Tate Nation, so great fun. seeing you again. You've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Thank you.